This is Cambridge Judge Business School's online knowledge centre with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day. Peter Lusher became the first president and chief executive of the global giant Siemens to be recruited externally in the company's 162-year history. His mission was to clean up what may have been one of the biggest corruption scandals in modern German history. Five years on, Siemens has regained both its position of trust and its public image to lead global sustainability and compliance indices. In his Cambridge Leadership Seminars presentation, Peter Lusher shared with his audience that recovery process and explained how his work in different countries and economies shaped his leadership style. Afterwards, he answered the question, did any one country have more influence than others? Uh, to a certain degree, it was. I was very lucky and very fortunate because when I was very young, uh, for me, the United States was a very important experience. Uh, the can-do attitude, the objective-focused, positive type of leadership focused on values and focused on objectives. So the U.S. was certainly a very important one early on in my life. And uh, equally the opposite, I would say, uh, if I pick just one, was, for example, my experience in Japan, where you had to learn how you carry 4,000 Japanese in a in a context of bottom-up management, that you have to spend much more time in terms of, of aligning the organization. Uh, and apparently you, you, you appear slower, but in reality when the decision is made, the, the alignment of the organization is such that you have fantastic implementation. Without going into too much detail, effort is being made across Japan, across the, the Japanese corporate structure, to, to change that. It has to change to, to get some growth in their uh, economy. Indeed, indeed. And this is, I think this is one of the challenges what uh, Japan has. But uh, let's not forget, Japan is an is enormously uh, old culture with fantastic technologies. And I have no doubt that... Uh, I'm competing against uh, several Japanese companies and they are formidable competitors for sure. When you joined Siemens, the company was in a crisis. Five years on, you've led it out of the, the biggest corruption scandal in modern German history. How much of it do you think was an advantage that you were the first outsider uh, to be recruited to be chief executive in, in 162 years history? I mean, as the Bible puts it, was it an advantage being unencumbered by baggage? First of all, it was uh, an enormous important thing that you say, and I always said it, never miss a good crisis, and we certainly didn't miss ours. So that you have an inflection point in the organization where you have urgency. Uh, and this is what we have used to our advantage. Uh, and we have done many change initiatives in a very short period of time, and it's always easier than you go back to an organization who perceives itself to being highly successful and why do I have to change? So we had a burning platform and we used it to really strategically reposition the company in a fantastic way. But from a leadership culture, I had to rebuild this company completely and strategically we moved it to the next level. How did you do it? Teamwork, passionate, persistency in terms of change agenda and trust in people. You are an unknown to many of the 400,000 people that you say work for Siemens Worldwide. How do you, or how did you go about establishing your, your leadership quantities, your leadership vision? It was very important. The first 100 days I spent basically all my time 
traveling around the world. Uh, I followed the sequence every day. I was visiting customers. I was talking to young leaders. I had my business reviews. I had many town hall meetings. I had my lunches and dinners with the senior leadership team. So I had many different gauging areas where I, I got feedback loops. Uh, what works well, what, what should be changed. And then I worked very closely as a consequence of it uh, on a very focused change agenda with my direct reports. And we had our own burning platforms, I can tell you. Many, many night sessions till three, four o'clock in the morning and where we really, really discussed issues which should be changed, how do we do it, what is important, and to align us as a leadership team and then align the organization and our subordinates afterwards. I think you said to your, your in your lecture this evening that, that you went into, and I use my words, you went into dark corners where a CEO would not expect to be seen or, or to, to go. Yeah, this is, uh, if there would be dark corners, I wouldn't call it dark corners, but it would be, I was in many places, for example, where no CEO has ever been. For example, we have uh, established our subsidiary in Venezuela in uh, 1954. I was the first CEO who went to Venezuela. Uh, so I have... Uh, I have visited uh, many areas where basically normally uh, they would not be part of your list of key important visits, what you have to do. But I made an effort that I not just visited the usual suspects, which are the big organizations, the big parts of our, the important parts of our businesses. I deliberately decided to go to, you know, to small locations, uh, to to areas where, where people simply did not expect that I would be there. What was the reaction when you turned up? Oh, it was for me. It was this was very moving moments. Actually, I was I almost had tears in my eyes when when you see the 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 reaction of the people I mean, in terms of how they felt, how they feel, and how proud they are to be part of this great company. So the company was a great company, uh, but we had leaders who crossed the red line, and I had to weed them out. You inherited a board that was long established uh, and used to doing its way in the way it had enjoyed over a period of years. Now that has got to be a major challenge for an incoming CEO, somebody without a history in that company. Yeah, so uh, I fundamentally changed completely my board. Uh, I, I brought my team onto the board, uh, so I established my team, I worked with my team, I was very fortunate and very lucky, I have a fantastic leadership team, very diverse, uh, skill set, experience, and we work very well together. But I have re-established my team. I have, for example, established uh, the CEO principle. Uh, I put them back into the board. Historically, the company used to be run through delegated operating units. And now I brought the operational responsibilities straight onto my table, onto my board. So we are now operationally closely working together with all my board colleagues in, in, in really setting the priorities for the company. Can I just take you up on one remark that you made, that when you went into Siemens, that you found that it was, I think you said, two by two, two German and two male. And two white. How did, how did you sort that out, or is that still being sorted out? I think my message was a simple one. I said we need to, uh, to leverage the diversity of being the most global company, industrial company of the world. We're in more than 190 countries. We are hiring the best talents in these countries. We are developing them. And we have to identify them earlier and leveraging them better for the global organization. This was my simple message. 
Final point, your message tonight in your leadership lecture was, was to that audience, identify what you want to do, go for it, make sure it's your idea and, and you enjoy and achieve. I think this is very important. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's very important that uh, young people realize no generation before them had this type of opportunities what they have. Big choices, big opportunities, but pursue your passions. I think without passions, everything else will, will, will just simply don't work. And don't get too focused on what you want to achieve in five or ten years. Do your best in whatever you do, and then the rest will be forthcoming. Peter Lesher, thank you very much. This programme was produced by Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series.